welcome to another bonus episode of the Food for Thought podcast. I'm your host, Erin Hallstrom. To kick off this special episode, we were curious. Are you feeling okay about the MRP in your ERP? If you're feeling unsure, then listen in to this informative conversation I had with Plex Systems' Ara Serenian about materials requirements planning, especially as it relates to enterprise resource planning. Ara and I kick things off talking about how supply chain planning can help with inventory lots as well as with labor issues. We then segue over to a discussion about risk management and wrap things up talking about what's going on with the current packaging and material shortages and how Plex can help food and beverage processors plan for all of it. Enjoy the episode! Welcome to this special bonus episode of the Food for Thought podcast. Ara, let's talk about inventory, specifically expiration of inventory lots. How can supply chain planning help? Yeah, glad to be here. Um, So expiration of inventory lots and supply chain planning. So you know, one of the tricky things often found when folks are doing their planning with spreadsheets and, you know, within like the MRP of their ERP solution is at times that's forward-looking view of when potentially inventory could expire before it is consumed um, is a challenge, uh, particularly as demand is constantly changing, as um, you know, orders are coming in and, and supply is, is being delivered and, and, and so on, you know, understanding how all these variables come together and are applied against when a lot of inventory could potentially expire before it's consumed, it's hard to do in, a, in any, you know, typical transactional system. So the beauty of supply chain planning is the ability to actually model that out so that, you know, typically we'll start with a forecast and takes into account your current inventory levels and how it's broken out into the different lots with each lot having a, its expiration date or use-by date or whatever date that's important to the particular company. And as that forecast and requirement is driven, driven forward, it will look at how that inventory is being consumed. Um, taking into account the first expiring lot and then so on. By doing this, um, a planner can gain visibility on the potential risk in their current inventory levels and how quickly demand is consuming that inventory. And if for some reason there's excess inventory left over, decisions can be made much faster in terms of, you know, where else could we use these goods? Do we need to potentially have some sort of a promotion to consume those goods? Is there another source um, of a requirement that these can be placed against? So again, having this visibility of the future um, allows companies to better plan and understand where the risk is in their inventory to ensure that they don't leave a bunch of extra left over that's going to go to waste. How can a supply chain planning platform like Plex help with labor issues 
specifically the labor shortage the food and beverage industry has been experiencing. Yeah, it's it's, um, really affecting a lot of companies, uh, labor and and resources uh, against demand. So, again, because planning is a forward-looking view of the world, um, the beauty is, is that by seeing what's going to potentially happen, and, and that about what potentially happened is also tied to what recently has happened. So, you know, if you're taking into account your accuracies, your actual to plan data, and so on, once there's confidence in the plan, companies are more um, readily able to address what the needs are in the future. So as an example, say a particular um, uh, items are being produced on a set of production lines, and for whatever reason, those production lines have really been uh, affected by labor shortages that is undermining and um, basically cutting into the capacity of those work centers. Understanding that, companies and and the folks in the supply chain and the operations area of the company could potentially look at the different resources that could be available. Maybe there's another production line that could produce these goods or another set of machines um, so that they can split the requirements across them. Um, Maybe they have to produce in different batches in order to take into account um, producing in a different, um, say, work center. So having that sort of forward-looking view of what could happen based on, you know, forecast input, order releases, and so on, um, alignment can be created between demand and supply and capacity and understanding where the risk is in their production processes. Um, Contingencies can be put into place to better meet those um, requirements. So if labor is one, that there's um, risk there for some reason, understanding that risk, quantifying it, looking at alternate sources allow companies to better meet those requirements, and in the worst case, may have to change their demand in, in order to accommodate their limited resources, which always that's the last thing companies want to do is turn away opportunities. So having this very proactive view of what's going to happen and how best to address that uncertainty is really a key key component of success. Can you tell me more about how the supply chain helps with risk management? Yeah, risk is a really hot topic in today's world because of everything that's going on, you know, particularly like the the, the Russian-Ukraine war today has, has put uh, like put a, a, a spotlight on, you know, sunflower seeds and sunflower and, and oils from that. And, and, you know, it's just ongoing. Every day something new pops up and just a long line of disruptions over the last couple of years. Um, so, you know, what supply chain does and these tools allow folks to understand is by having their demand and their supply appropriately categorized, and then also actively evaluating how well suppliers are performing against plan, understanding sort of geopolitical 
um, the world and and the impact it has on their supply chains again allows for companies to very look at things in a forward-looking manner, not in a purely reactive manner. So as those surprises occur, um, companies that are equipped with a formal supply planning process are much more able to understand those impacts and what it would potentially yield an effect in their ability to meet customer demand. So that, that really is the key. It's all about assessing where the risk is by, for example, Pareto-ing your top um, selling goods or your most critical customers and allocating the resources, the energy to best meet the needs of the, those, those category of products and, and customers that really generate the revenue and, and the, the, the gross margin for a particular company. Um, you know, from there, looking at the data, risk can be evaluated, looking at lead times and are lead times increasing, decreasing, um, how well is a supplier performing on their delivery commitments, um, if companies are able to map their supply chain, for example, you know, their oils all the way to the root of where it gets started, then if geopolitical issues do pop up, they can understand there's risk here and they can take action today to better best address that, that potential risk that could undermine the performance of the company. So it's looking at things really holistically, understanding in detail who your customers are, your suppliers are, the products, focusing on the critical few instead of the trivial many, then mapping out the supply chain to understand the full extended supply chain and all the links that are apparent, and if possible, taking it all the way to the source so that if things do pop up, uh, you know, uh, certain actions can be taken to, to best address those surprises, for a lack of a better term. How does supply chain planning help with the current packaging and material shortages? Yeah, just like in your, your previous question about risk, it's all connected. Looking forward, um, understanding and categorizing your most important products, your most important materials, um, coming up with contingencies, and understanding if there's a certain product that will or material that runs out, are there alternate options available or alternate supply sources available, it is really key in, in today's world. So it's not simply just doing what you're always doing, but planning for the inevitable surprise. Um, and by categorizing and defining risk against all your supplies, all your suppliers, um, allows companies to more you know, keenly focus on those entities that could create the most disruption for the business. So we've seen this before. Companies that are really have a keen view of what's going to happen and all the risks and inputs in how they go about meeting the needs of their customers are, are best equipped to also 
seeing where the opportunities are to shift requirements elsewhere or find alternate sources, and understand the financial impact of those decisions. So say you've got the lowest cost supplier today for a key um, um, material, and that could be at a really attractive price. However, you know, through the analysis, it's determined that there's high risk here. A company should then say, okay, what are the alternates available? What is the impact of this alternate against my cost? You know, how much margin will I be giving away? And in doing so, you know, will this carry me through this period of cha this challenging period in order to continue to satisfy my customers? You know, and in doing that too, you know, companies have to be prepared to ensure the material is going to meet all the, the specs, the quality requirements, any other um, requirement that is, is necessary to meet the needs of the customers, um, and you know, build out that plan accordingly. So it really is about, you know, like in these previous questions we've asked, it is looking at the business holistically, prioritizing, modeling out all the different potential scenarios, understanding the impact of the different scenarios as it relates to revenue and cost, identifying alternate suppliers for your most critical goods um, to ensure that if something goes wrong or there's delays, there's an appropriate backup available. And those companies that have done that consistently are the ones that have navigated through every crisis that comes before them because they're constantly planning and adjusting to the needs of their customers and the reality of their suppliers. If someone wanted to know more about what Plex has to offer, how could they go about doing so? Yeah, so the best place to go is right to our website. Um, so there's actually two websites when it comes to supply chain planning. There's Plex.com, um, which is all the offerings Plex offers from manufacturing, execution systems, quality, um, ERP, um, as well as supply planning. Um, and there's also a dedicated um, website, demandcaster.com, that's wholly focused in, in the realm of supply chain planning. Um, so there you'll read, find a lot of great blog posts, a lot of great content that is um, you know, directly related to the world of supply chain planning, and, and we have content for you know, food and bev customers as well as other industries. So, you know, those would be the best places to learn more and understand what we offer. And in particular, the demandcaster.com site has a lot of great content that focuses specifically in the realm of planning. Well, Ara, I want to thank you so much for being on this special bonus episode of the Food for Thought podcast. everyone listening to the Food for Thought podcast today, thank you for tuning in.
You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about everywhere you can listen to a podcast. Be sure to tune in next time as we talk more about the stories behind the headlines of the food and beverage industry. Take care. Have a great day.